tonight, several breaking stories as we come on the air. President Biden and Donald Trump both planning to travel to the border. Also tonight, new questions after that nursing student was murdered. How was the suspect able to stay in this country? And the American couple missing in the Caribbean believed to be attacked on a boat. There is news coming in on potential suspects. It's breaking right now. First tonight, the crisis on the border. President Biden now planning to travel to the border. Donald Trump will be there on the same day. Is President Biden preparing to take action on his own? after Republicans in the House blocked that bipartisan solution from the Senate. Rachel Scott standing by with what she's learned. Tonight, new questions after the murder of that nursing student on the University of Georgia campus. The emotional tributes tonight as authorities ask how the accused killer was able to come into the country and stay here in the first place. Steve Osinsami in Atlanta. There is also news coming in on that American couple missing and feared dead while in the Caribbean after their boat was stolen. Authorities fear the couple may have been thrown overboard. And tonight, just in images of the potential suspects. Also back here in the U.S. tonight, this powerful cross-country storm at this hour. 28 states on alert for heavy snow and damaging winds. Washington State to Texas to Michigan. Tonight, cities including Chicago, Detroit, bracing. Then the East Coast will feel this. Ginger Z is standing by. The headline breaking moments ago, President Biden now saying... There is hope for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas within days. It comes amid a horrific scene outside the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C., a U.S. airman setting himself on fire. Pierre Thomas with late reporting. Just in tonight, police releasing video from inside Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church in Houston. The mother and her seven-year-old son carrying two rifles, the mother then opening fire. In New York City tonight, the Manhattan D.A. requesting the judge impose a limited gag order on Donald Trump. Aaron Katursky with new reporting. The young wrestler who was killed, authorities say he was strangled. The suspect also a wrestler under arrest tonight. The U.S. moon lander and the new images right here tonight, but the concern now that it may only have a few hours left to capture any additional images. And tonight, the $1 billion gift. That's right, $1 billion. And the students who jumped out of their seats. You'll see it. From ABC News World Headquarters in New York, this is World News Tonight with David Muir. Good evening, and it's great to have you with us here on a Monday night. News coming in on that American couple missing in the Caribbean, feared dead, what we have now learned tonight. Also, there are new questions after the murder of that nursing student in Georgia. But we do begin tonight with the border. President Biden planning to travel to the southern border Thursday. Now Donald Trump planning to travel there, too, on the same day. Migrant encounters reaching a record high in December, the numbers dropping some since January. President Biden will head to Brownsville, Texas, making his second trip to the border since taking office. The president is considering taking executive action on his own to toughen asylum restrictions. The president now blaming Republicans for killing a sweeping border bill from Republicans and Democrats in the Senate. ABC's Rachel Scott tonight leading us off. Tonight, the White House announcing President Biden will travel to Brownsville, Texas this week to address one of the most pressing issues on the minds of voters, the surge of migrants at the southern border. In his second trip to the border as president, Biden planning to meet Thursday with Border Patrol officers, law enforcement and local leaders. Our laws and our resources haven't kept up with our immigration system and it's broken. And our politics has failed to fix it. The president now considering taking executive action to address the crisis after House Republicans failed to pass the most sweeping border security bill in generations, a deal hammered out by Republicans and Democrats in the Senate. That effort collapsing after pressure from Donald Trump, 
who wanted to block Biden from scoring a win on the issue Trump wants to run on in November. And you look outside and you see all of the horror. You see millions and millions of people coming across the border illegally. It turns out Trump will also be at the border on Thursday, a trip that had already been scheduled before President Biden announced his plans. I've been planning to go Thursday. What I didn't know is uh, my good friend apparently is gone. Trump now with a virtual lock on the Republican nomination, coming off a 20-point win in the South Carolina primary. I have never seen the Republican Party so unified as it is right now. Never been like that. But Trump's Republican rival Nikki Haley says the results in South Carolina show the Republican Party is far from unified. Haley acknowledging that though she lost, 40 percent of the voters backed her over Trump. The biggest takeaway, I think, coming in after South Carolina is you look at all the early states and Donald Trump, as technically the Republican incumbent, did not win 40 percent of the vote. Haley pushing ahead to Super Tuesday with a warning to her fellow Republicans. I am giving you every red flag I possibly can about the direction that the country's going in. Now I just need people to hear it. So let's bring in Rachel Scott live in Washington tonight. Rachel, back to the president. I know you're learning. Uh, president Biden not expected to announce any executive action while he's in Texas later this week, but sources telling us tonight it's likely coming soon. Exactly, David. We are learning that the president is considering taking executive action to toughen asylum restrictions. The timing is unclear, but we know that President Biden is expected to deliver his State of the Union address right here in Washington next week. A huge platform for the president to make his case to the nation, David. Rachel Scott leading us off here tonight. Rachel, thank you. Meantime, questions over immigration now coming to light in the case of that nursing student murdered on the University of Georgia campus. Tonight, the emotional tributes here as authorities ask how the accused killer was able to come into this country and stay here in the first place. Steve Osinsami from Georgia tonight. On campus tonight, students at the University of Georgia are coming together to remember the young woman who police say was murdered here last week. We lost one of the brightest lights that there's ever been. Off campus, the debate is growing over her alleged killer, this 26-year-old from Venezuela, who according to federal officials was let go after he unlawfully entered the country near El Paso, Texas, a year and a half ago. Georgia's governor is demanding answers from President Biden and his immigration authorities. She deserves justice, her family deserves justice, and we need justice on a national level to prevent this type of thing from happening again. Jose Antonio Ibarra was ordered held without bond over the weekend. So bond will be denied for today. He's facing murder and other charges. Police say he killed 22-year-old Lakin Riley, a nursing student from a school nearby who was out jogging. Police found her body less than half a mile from the apartment they're seen searching here, where Ibarra lived with his brother. He did not know her at all. Um, I think this was a crime of opportunity. Police also arrested his brother for having a fake green card. Neither of the two have entered a plea. The older brother has been arrested more than once by Georgia authorities, and the younger brother accused of murder has been under arrest in New York City and at the border. But they were paroled or released before customs enforcement agents could step in. On campus today, students and faculty who went back to class are still shaken up. I'm a mom, and as a mom, I couldn't imagine, couldn't imagine if something like this happened to my children. Immigration officials have now issued what's called a detainer for this murder suspect, which had they issued before might have kept him from being released on those other charges.
David? A lot of questions about that. Steve Ostensami, Steve, thank you again tonight. There's also news coming in this evening in the case of the American couple missing and feared dead while in the Caribbean after their boat was stolen. Tonight, authorities fear the couple may have been thrown overboard. Tonight here, just in images of the potential suspects. Here's Victor Akendo. Tonight, the three men who police say escaped from a Caribbean prison, then hijacked an American couple's boat, are in custody and suspected in their murder. Information suggests that while traveling between Grenada and St. Vincent, they dispose of the occupants. Ralph Hendry and his wife, Kathy Brandle from Virginia, vanished from their catamaran in Grenada more than a week ago. Sunday, we got a text message from them about their travels, um, sharing photos of the adventures that they were having. The suspects caught three days later on nearby St. Vincent and the Grenadines after allegedly stealing the couple's boat. Police say blood and evidence of violence was found on board. So this boater comes to the boat. He load gets onto the boat to render help because he just it's wrong. And when he gets on, he sees that the whole boat has been trashed. He sees the amount of blood in the bedroom. The suspects appeared in court today. They're facing immigration charges. Police say they are now cooperating with investigators. David. All right, Victor Akendo on the case again tonight. Thank you, Victor. We're also tracking a powerful cross-country storm tonight and whiplash when it comes to temperatures. At this hour, 28 states on alert for heavy snow and damaging winds. Look at the map tonight from California to Texas to Michigan, among the cities bracing, Chicago and Detroit, and then the east. Record heat igniting wildfires in several states, including this fire burning near the Air Force Academy near Colorado Springs. And the northeast with this system bringing heavy rain to the east by Wednesday. Let's get right to Chief Meteorologist Ginger Z starting off the week with us. Ginger. Hey, David, this is so powerful. It'll take a place like the Twin Cities from the 60s down into the single digits just in 24 to 36 hours. So let's go ahead and time it all out for you. We've got a lot of alerts on the map, gusts up to 70 miles per hour for some of those high wind warnings in New Mexico or Texas. The wind alerts go all the way into the mid-Tennessee, mid-Kentucky, you know, where they'll see gusts up to 45. Now that's widespread. It's dry, it's hot, and that's why you see a lot of those red flag warnings. By tomorrow, the storm that is moving through the Cascades and the Rockies will erupt into severe storms, and that's going to be with damaging wind and tornado possible in southwest Michigan, northwest Indiana, Valparaiso over to Fort Wayne, even Detroit, back to Grand Rapids, and down to St. Louis. Now, that division or that temperature gradient so strong and moving east, we time it right into New York City by Wednesday evening. It's going to be thunderstorms. It'll really change things and drop temperatures. Look at some of those numbers drop, like Chicago, from the 70s into the 30s, David. Ginger Z with us tonight. We'll see you first thing in the morning on GMA. Thanks, Ginger. There is late word tonight. President Biden saying late today that there is now hope for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas within days by next Monday. It comes amid a horrific scene outside the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C., a U.S. airman setting himself on fire. Here's Pierre Thomas. Tonight in a rare and horrifying act of protest, reminiscent of the days of the Vietnam War, an active duty U.S. airman setting himself on fire over the growing death toll in Gaza. This call, we just got a man on fire. That man identified as 25-year-old Aaron Bushnell from San Antonio, live streaming himself Sunday outside of the gates of the Israeli embassy in Washington. Because of its explicit nature, ABC News is not showing the actual video. In it, Bushnell says, quote, I will no longer be complicit in genocide. I'm about to engage in an extreme act of protest. Moments later, Bushnell puts his phone down, 
pours a liquid over his head and lights himself a fire. Screaming, free Palestine, he falls to the ground engulfed in flames. First responders using fire extinguishers to douse the flames, but it was too late. Bushnell later died. The stunning scene in Washington coming amid chaotic scenes in Gaza. A massive crowd swarming this beach, desperate for food and supplies, airdropped by Jordan. Just extraordinary images today. Let's bring in Pierre live in Washington tonight. Pierre, I wanted to get back to what the president said uh, late today. In fact, just before we came on the air tonight, President Biden now saying that he is hopeful for a ceasefire in Gaza within days. David, just a short time ago, the president said he's hoping a ceasefire deal will be in place by next Monday. Israel now agreeing to the framework for a ceasefire, six-week ceasefire, in exchange for dozens of hostages, including Americans. But David, no response yet from Hamas. Pierre Thomas in Washington. Thank you, Pierre. Tonight, there is newly released police body camera video from inside Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church in Houston. The images show the suspect, that mother with her seven-year-old son, the mother carrying two rifles and then opening fire, officers firing back. The images are difficult, and here's Maria Villarreal. Tonight, newly released body camera video showing the violent gun battle inside Joel Osteen's Houston megachurch. Officers feet away from the shooter Janice Moreno as she begins firing inside Lakewood Church's atrium just before a Spanish service set to start. Surveillance video outside the arena shows Moreno wearing a trench coat, pulling her seven-year-old son and a large bag with AR-style weapons from the back. People running for cover as she opens fire inside. Moreno's son seen here covering his ears, then reaching for his mother before she pulls away. Off-duty officers working security along with uniformed police engaging Moreno who fires dozens of rounds. You can hear one of the officers praying on the body camera. Father God, just be with us. Forgive us our sins. 42 Adam 2A is going to be a female. She's down right now. Before officers take down Moreno. That little boy has been through six surgeries so far, but a bit of good news from his grandmother. She says as of right now, he is off the ventilator and he is finally breathing on his own. David. All right, Maria Villarreal in Texas. Maria, thank you. In New York City tonight, the Manhattan DA is now requesting the judge impose a limited gag order on Donald Trump with the criminal case against Trump involving hush money paid to Stormy Daniels to allegedly buy her silence before the election. Here's Aaron Katursky. With Donald Trump's first criminal trial now less than a month away, tonight Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg asking a judge to impose a partial gag order on the former president to protect prosecutors, court staff and jurors. Bragg arguing Trump's relentless attacks pose a significant and imminent threat to the orderly administration of this criminal proceeding. Trump has targeted the DA ever since he was charged with trying to cover up a hush money payment to adult film star Stormy Daniels in order to hide their alleged affair from voters. The radical left George Soros-backed prosecutor Alvin Bragg of New York, who campaigned on the fact that he would get President Trump. I'm going to get him. Bragg today describing an extraordinary surge in threats he and his office received the month Trump was indicted, including messages that said, leave Trump alone 
or Bragg will get assassinated. And this social media post depicting Trump swinging a baseball bat at Bragg. Bragg said the office flagged more than 600 emails and phone calls. The NYPD logged 89 specific threats against the district attorney, his family or employees, including an envelope containing a white powder and a note with images of Bragg and Trump and the words, you'll be sorry. Bragg is also asking tonight for the judge to protect jurors in the case and prevent Trump from getting access to their addresses. He cites a significant risk of juror harassment and intimidation. A spokesman for Trump compared the request for a gag order to election interference and called Bragg another deranged Democrat prosecutor. Trump has pleaded not guilty to the charges and trials scheduled to begin March 25th. David, now just a month away. David. Aaron Katursky. Aaron, thank you. When we come back on a Monday night, the other university tragedy tonight, the young wrestler who was killed, found in his dorm room, strangled. Tonight, a suspect under arrest, also a wrestler. And later tonight, here are the students jumping from their chairs. They couldn't believe what they were hearing. Free tuition, $1 billion gift, and you have to see it in a moment. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Tonight, authorities have arrested a suspect in the murder of a college freshman found dead in his dorm room. Investigators say 18-year-old Josiah Kilman was strangled, found in his room at Campbellsville University in Kentucky. A junior at the same school, Charles Escalera, is now in custody tonight, charged with murder. The two were both on the wrestling team. When we come back here tonight, the new images coming in from that moon lander. But the new concern tonight, could there be just hours left for the American lander? And then the unbelievable moment. Students told their tuition has been paid. To the index in tonight, we're seeing the first images from the surface of the moon from Lunar Lander, nicknamed Odie, and news tonight that these images could actually be Odie's last. Flight controllers say the lander on its side, its solar panels no longer getting the light they need to keep going. They expect to lose contact with Odie tomorrow morning. First American lander on the moon since Apollo 17 in 1972. When we come back here tonight, we never do this on Mondays, but after the $1 billion gift today, paying tuition for all of the students, who is our person of the week? Finally tonight here, our person of the week. That's right, we normally do this on Fridays, but there was such an incredible moment of generosity today, we couldn't wait. The $1 billion gift and the woman behind it. Tonight in New York City in the Bronx at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine, you're about to see the moment lives were about to change. An auditorium full of students listening, and they couldn't believe it. I'm happy to share with you that starting in August this year, the Albert Einstein College of Medicine will be tuition-free. Ruth Gottesman and her $1 billion gift the students and faculty jumping out of their seats, the shocked look on their faces, the tears in their eyes, their hands in the air, cheering. That donor, Dr. Ruth Gottesman, a former professor at the medical school and current chair of the board, making the incredible $1 billion donation to provide free tuition for all of the students indefinitely. The gift believed to be the largest made to any medical school ever in this country. 
The money came from her late husband's investments, and he told his wife, do with it what you see fit. Hi, David. The students grateful tonight. Today really felt like the beginning of the rest of my life. The future's bright. Anybody being able to pursue the field and pursue their dreams without having to worry about uh, the debt that comes with it. Tonight, the generous donor, Dr. Gottesman, saying, I feel blessed to be given the great privilege of making this gift to such a worthy cause. The remarkable, life-changing gift. The students' lives change tonight. And so we choose Dr. Ruth Gottesman and her remarkable gift. So many lives changed today. I'm David Muir. I'll see you right here tomorrow night. Good night.